Hello, hello. I think I already bumped my face against the mic, but we will try not to make sounds. I'm sorry if in other episodes you hear it. Oh my God, I forgot to do my main thing that I do every time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Worry, It's Confidential. (laughs) There we go. You're like, what the hell's going on? What am I even listening to? So what I was saying before is I'm sorry if you hear mic noises. I feel like my guests always think it's them, but I I swear it's probably me. I don't sit still very well. Like I have a maximum three minute in one position rule that like my body can't stand being in one position. Like when I'm sleeping, when I'm sitting, like I I have to constantly move because I do have a bit of the body of an 80 year old. I try and work on it, but I constantly get injured and I'm sore. Yeah, any doctors or like natural medicine people out there want to help me out hook me up with some free physio or free chiro or osteopathy or whatever it is hook me up I'll try whatever you're you're providing yeah so hi (laughs) you can already tell I'm gonna be in a rambly mood today but that's probably good because this is a solo episode haven't done one of these in a while haven't recorded one of these in even longer and you know what honestly I was a bit like uh do I need to do it today like should I put it off but I told myself I was going to do it today and I also have the house to myself which is pretty rare an evening by myself which I've had last night and tonight and I freaking love it like love you roommates but I just love being by myself and cooking for myself and all these things which is kind of related to the episode so we'll get back into that for sure but I thought this is the perfect moment because when they're here I feel a little weird recording although they're been big supporters and they know that I have a podcast <laughs> of course I feel a little bit weird talking to myself when they're in the other room so I'll set the scene for you guys I'm sitting on my bed I have beautiful mood lighting honestly I have some drawers open which are kind of getting in the way of my vibe may or may not have to get up and close them okay wait give me a sec I love how I kept recording for that. Okay, done. Now the vibes are much better. I closed all my drawers and I have a thing that I don't close drawers properly. I always leave them open. Like I go in and get something and I just like forget. And then I sit down and I'm like, oh my God. Or I like look back and every single drawer in the kitchen is open or my room. So I just went and closed it. And the vibes here are gorgeous. I have my little fireplace on. It's a fake little electric guy, but it feels really nice and cozy. I'm wearing a hoodie and I'm sitting in bed and I am ready to get into this topic. So today I'm talking about something that has been on my mind for a long time to do a podcast about it, but also just it's something that I have thought about very, very, very much to a, a gruesome extent, honestly. But it changed from before a very negative spot, a very sore spot for me to being something that I think is beautiful and important and was honestly one of the best things for me, which is the single era and enjoying being single and yeah appreciating it like really really seeing it as a positive seeing it as a beautiful thing and an opportunity and today I'm going to talk about all the reasons that I know this to be true but also all the reasons why I struggled with accepting it or seeing it in that way because I think this is a very relevant topic that anybody can relate to I think women have a specific kind of 
extra element, which I'll get into as well, that makes this phase a little bit more difficult. Very open if you do not agree with me, but this is just my perspective and my view on it. But yeah, I guess the reason I decided this was actually like really important for me to talk about was twofold. The first being, this was actually recommended. I put up a question box saying like, what do you guys want me to talk about? And someone wrote like, enjoying being single. And that just sparked something inside of me. As well as the other day, I was actually talking to my partner about, we. he like got me this like really dope intimacy game. This like deck of cards where we ask questions to each other because he says he's not that great at asking questions and me being a therapist um, and a podcaster, it's like all my mind does is ask questions. So. He's a good question asker. I'm just like superior. <laughs> Love you. Anyways, one of the questions was, what's something that in the moment was really difficult, but now you can look back on and and be really grateful for? And that for me was a very clear response. It was this single time, this being single for as long as I was. And it just got me thinking about the importance of talking about this. Not because I think I'm like an expert on this or anything, although I was single for a long time. Um, but because I think just starting the conversation and seeing how you feel about it and if there's maybe ways that you can like sort of challenge yourself to feel more positively and about this phase and to see the beauty of it. So we're going to get started and we're going to talk about it. First, I'll give you all a little background. Basically, from a very, very young age, I was boy crazy. (laughs) Like, honestly, kindergarten. I remember seriously having a crush on a kid, this boy. In Buenos Aires, I was living in Argentina still, and I was obsessed. Like, I remember going to the bathroom and looking in the mirror and for some reason brushing my teeth at lunch. Like, me and my friend did that because we... Actually, I know why. We wanted to avoid nap time. So we were rebelling and brushing our teeth in the bathroom. And I remember looking in the mirror and seriously being like, I wonder what this afternoon will hold. Like, will he like me? Like, will he see me and talk to me? Like, truth be told, I was that obsessed at that young age. (laughs) And that kind of went on for my life. I think it obviously had phases. And I remember like also being a kid and like having boys, little boys have crushes on me. And I was just like, ah, I'm more interested in my friends and having fun and like playing and all these things but then obviously as we get older it becomes more of a thing and it became for sure more of a thing throughout my life and something that I was super enthralled with and this came from the movies that I watched the shows that I watched just all the media I consumed and the conversations that I had with everybody around me including my mom my friends my my dad, everybody, you know, everyone we talked about relationships, about being in love. And I was so fascinated by this idea of being in love and finding a boyfriend and doing all the things from the movies. Like I I thought that was the most important thing. And then grade 11, I had my first boyfriend, which by the way, I got extremely freaked out by everything. So had to quickly get out of that. And then I basically would have like situationships like with different people, would have little flings and wasn't in a long term relationship for years, like years, literally not until six months ago when I started dating my current boyfriend. Before that, I had never 
been with somebody who I called my boyfriend. I had dated people for like three, four months and stuff like that and like five months, whatever it is. And even like on and off stuff for years with people. But I never had somebody call me their girlfriend and me call them my boyfriend. And even saying this right now, it still feels scary for me to like say that and rehearse it like that and explain it in that way. Because for such a long time, that was like an extremely sore spot for me. It was an extremely painful thing. And I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. I would have all these guy friends and have always been super social and would talk to all these guys to get invited to parties and would start making out with somebody and think it was going to go somewhere and then it never did. And this was in high school and university after and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like truly, I, I didn't understand what was wrong. Why wasn't I being chosen? Why wasn't I in these relationships? And I mean, a big part, I think a huge, huge part for me wasn't what I felt and like what I thought about myself, because I think I've had a, I had a strong sense of self separate from that. A big part of it was the fear of what other people would think of me. I guess like I felt socially accepted in many ways, but this, this piece made me feel like, what will people think of me? What will other girls think of me? Are they talking about me and saying things about me? Like, oh, I know why she doesn't date anyone or are guys talking about me and saying like, what's going on with her? Like, why can't she ever like settle down with somebody? Or will like the future guy that I start dating think it's weird that I haven't had a long-term relationship? All of these things would like circle in my mind for so long and it would freak me the hell out. And most of the time I would be fine. I'd be distracted. Things would happen, but then moments would hit or a situationship would end and I would feel like utterly defeated. And I guess like the reason that I am sharing this is because first, like I know that other people feel like this for sure. And secondly, because I no longer feel like this at all. And that's not because, oh, I have a boyfriend, so everything's perfect. That's not why. It's because in the last few years of being single, I completely challenged this part of me through therapy, through a lot of self-work. I challenged these thoughts, these beliefs, and started to see being single as a completely different and beautiful and positive thing. So... I guess like in that work, of course, there's sort of, I think about it in two different categories. There is like the personal reasons why this was really hard for me and why I had these beliefs. And then there are the social reasons and the role society played in me feeling that way. I think to start with the social reasons, like I said before, the media I was consuming, the media had always consumed the love stories that I had seen of the different characters. There was either like the popular one that was in a relationship or the single one that was trying to be in a relationship and and like gain that approval or like the spinster, you know, like the person who wasn't in a relationship. And those things got ingrained in us, you know, like we we really see that. I think there was like unspoken pressure that came from like my family or like not even unspoken, but even just like comments that weren't around for me. They weren't saying like, oh, you should be in a relationship. It was more just like the way that people would speak about people who were in relationships versus how they would speak about people who weren't. Like the idea of, oh, poor her, especially women, when I say people, 
poor her. Oh, I hope she's okay. She's so lonely. All of these like sort of comments that made me feel like, holy shit, people must really look down on those who don't have relationships. And I remember reading this Brene Brown book where she mentioned the thing that people feel most shame about by gender is like for men and I think I talked about this in another episode but I'll, I'll re-say it because it really made me feel like whoa I'm understood for men it's about money it's about success it's about that social pressure and if not not having enough or not doing well in those categories not being able to provide be the breadwinner all of these things creates a lot of shame in men and then for women it's about relationships body image and relationships Ah, the two things that I've struggled with in my life. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about body image another day and we have. But anyways, we're talking about relationships. And she spoke about how for women, like this is a huge area that they feel ashamed about, whether it's not being in a relationship or not having a relationship work out, infidelity, like having their partner cheat on them and what that means about them, all of these relationship things, not feeling happy, all of all of these things are a big area that women feel ashamed about specifically because our worth in society has historically for so so long and continues to be in a lot of ways continues to be reinforced our worth was about who we were with about who we got married to if you watch Pride and Prejudice all those old Bridgerton the whole point for women is to get her married off you know and as much as like that's not the exact case anymore there is still a lot of remnants of that and internalized values that come from there and then they're perpetuated in different ways now like for example the idea of a man being a bachelor while a woman is slutty if she is dating around too much and all of these things that now we're all challenging and fuck that that doesn't make any sense but they're still ingrained in us and I think that that definitely played a role in me and my definition of my worth because I'm gonna be fair I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest my worries throughout my life the space that has been taken up with worrying about me being in a relationship, finding love, finding that. Way more brain power has been used for that than for my career success. And again, this is something that has changed in the past few years as I've started to work and challenge this area and allowing myself to see other things. But for a long time, like I, I swear that was really much more important to me. And I feel like ashamed because it's so opposite of what I really think and what I really want. But it's the truth. Like I always was like, I'm going to do well and I know I am. But this part was way more sensitive. I don't know what's going to happen with dating and relationships. I don't have proof to tell me that I'm going to do well. I'm, I'm scared, you know, and this is really important for me. And it played a big role. The other part is personal. And I have done a lot of work to understand where this fear came from for me and what narratives and what stories I was telling myself about relationships and about why I needed one to prove that I was lovable and worthy. And I won't get into all of those. They're a little bit more personal, but that also was a big part of this. I'd say like a huge part of it, you know? So it was about challenging those personal ones, understanding where they came from, from early childhood experiences, et cetera. And then also acknowledging the social elements and finding like, I guess I'm going to 
put a tip in right here is finding other people who are talking about this and challenging it, having examples of different options that I had that didn't just align with this traditional perspective and that didn't see like being in a relationship as the ultimate success. So surrounding myself with different people and different conversations and consuming different media podcasts, always my favorite to do this, that really helped me feel like this is totally normal. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And you can be a completely happy and incredible human and literally never be in a relationship. I personally want to be in a relationship as well, but it allowed me to see that I didn't need that to be happy. It would just be a nice addition. It, I, I was allowed to be a happy human and a worthwhile human without a relationship as well. So that was a big part of my healing is questioning that by letting myself see different stories and see different values. Another motivation for me doing this episode, um, I know I said it was twofold, but I think we're going to have be finding a lot of different reasons. But one of the reasons I really wanted to do this was because a lot of my friends are in the single phase now, newly or have been for the past while. And I want to share my experiences and fucking tell them what a great time it is to be single. It's it's dope, girls. I love you. It's dope. You're dope. I think something interesting that, again, I've mentioned something similar to this in the past, but something I remember that helped me was thinking about that getting in a relationship isn't a destination like let's think about that for a second it's not a destination it's not something you arrive and then you have forever relationships ebb and flow and of course you can be in a relationship that you are you stay forever and you get married and you have kids and you are together till the end but there's also so many other options and so and everyone you know will have a variation of all those options I think this helped me to think about it in this way and that there'll be ups and downs and phases where you're single, phases when you're in a relationship and both are equally valid, equally as great. Because I remember thinking that there was one point where almost all of my friends were in a relationship and I was single. And I would be often in a room with like many people, everyone in a relationship, everybody talking about it. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm the only one that doesn't have this like social check mark, this approval. And everyone is with this person. And I honestly remember thinking like, what if everybody gets married to these people? And then I'm just single forever. And then the other day I was sitting in a room with five of my friends and I was the only one who was in a relationship out of everybody. And I was like, whoa, I wish I could just flash back to my younger self and say, this is like not a permanent state. Like there's no, this is not a destination. Like being in a relationship is not a permanent thing. And being single is not a permanent thing. And both have such beauty to them that you need to appreciate and enjoy. So Having this hindsight made me realize that it's not a destination that solves everything. My problems would not all be fixed if I was in a relationship and that nobody is judging me because I wasn't in a relationship. I don't judge anybody now and nobody was judging me then. The only person that was judging me was myself. I don't know. I guess that the impermanence of everything was like a helpful way for me not to put so much pressure in getting somewhere because I think if you put the pressure to get somewhere, then you end up somewhere where you don't want to be, aka in a relationship where you don't want to be. And I will get into that as well. So like I said, my story for so long was that being in a relationship was like so freaking important. And... I think this led to some very interesting dating situations. And I, again, have no regrets. I have no regrets at all. Like lots of, 
Lots of fun times, lots of stories, lots of learning. But something that I think is so notable from like my dating experiences, obviously some of it just comes with maturity, but a lot of it also changed for me when I started to notice like this was the storyline that I was telling myself that I wasn't enough because I was single and because I had never been in a relationship. And I started questioning this, figuring it out, working on this. I remember things started to shift in my dating world. I remember this guy I was dating in university. I liked him so fucking much, like so, so much. And I honestly didn't really tell him anything. I didn't really tell him anything about that. I didn't really tell him anything about what I needed. I did not want to come off as needy and I wanted to play it chill. I wanted to be easygoing, all of these things so that he would stick around because this was the narrative that I was taught or told myself that if you're chill, if you don't put pressure on them and you let them do their thing, they're going to want to date you. <laughs> and then flash forward later on we had a little revamp and conversation and he was like I actually had literally no idea that you even liked me like I was thought I just liked you I was down to date you but you didn't say anything and so I didn't even know what was going on and I was like what <laughs> what this was a huge learning for me because I think trying to play it cool and trying to make sure that nothing I did ended the relationship like that was the goal it was like I want this to last as long as possible so I can validate myself with that I'm seeing somebody and so I'm going to play it as cool as possible and, and be as easygoing as possible and then I realized that it actually did the opposite effect because it made him feel like he didn't know what I was feeling towards him it also didn't give him a chance to meet my needs or to understand what it would look like to be in a relationship with me because I was just like not even a huge active participant in like our relationship success and I was acting like this because I was coming from this lack mindset that I wasn't good enough and that I I didn't have the confidence to know that I deserved to stay my needs or to tell my feelings or to be an equal participant in this relationship it was coming from this place of I'm scared of losing this so I will adjust my every desire and need in order to fit his which at the end of the day doesn't make either person happy and this was a pattern that I learned from a lot with him and that I slowly improved as I started to question this part of me that thought being single was the worst thing in the world and then I started to tell guys my feelings tell guys what I needed and yeah that led to a lot of hurt <laughs> there was a lot of situations that were terrible and that didn't work out but at the same time it was really amazing because I would leave those situations knowing that I wasn't sacrificing myself knowing that I had nothing to regret and that I was just showing the person myself and then we were deciding are we a good match like can you give me what I need and can I give you what you need and this all came from me actually appreciating that being single and being alone being by myself was much better than being in a relationship or a situationship with somebody who actually isn't that great for me because if you're coming from a place of that is the worst thing in the world then you're never going to tell somebody 
what you need because that always comes with the risk of them telling you that they can't meet that. And yeah, I mean, this was like the biggest thing. This was such a huge, huge part of this is the amount that it shifted the way that I dated and the way that I saw myself in dates. Like I remember thinking, oh, they've got to make sure that I'm being so flexible and understanding and everything and so that they will like me to literally by the second date with the guy that I'm currently seeing we were probably even first date to be honest (laughs) we were having very real chats about all of these aspects about our needs our desires our goals all of these things and I was being really honest about myself it was hard Uh, it never it never gets 100% easy but it does get easier and having relationships end for the reason that I'm saying for me being honest that this person's not meeting my needs or for them being honest that it doesn't feel like a good match when we're both being ourselves it just like it felt so much more I don't know just so much better yeah this was also something that was really helpful with my confidence because when I told myself that my needs were important enough to be met and to be shared instead of telling myself constantly that they should be quieted or minimized or put to the side for somebody else, it was telling myself that I was important when in the past I was telling myself that I wasn't as important and I think that that's really important to be mindful of sometimes when we think that we're being selfless. It's also subconsciously telling ourselves that we're not actually listening to what our desires and our needs are and that we're putting ourselves and that other people's needs and desires are are more important than ours. And I think this is something that I continue to work on and it definitely got a lot better throughout this phase, throughout me being able to put this at the forefront, but it's something that I'm constantly working on. It's kind of related to that people-pleasing tendency of, of wanting to make sure everybody's happy, but it's important to also prioritize yourself and then you can show up actually genuinely and happy and not hold resentment for your friends, your partner, and yourself as well. So that was that was a really, really huge learning from this. I feel like another important part of this or like going back to the friend aspect, like the part that I was saying with like my friends all being in different phases and like sometimes they were all dating someone and sometimes more people are single, blah, 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 all those changes. Like I think another thing that I learned a lot about throughout the single phase and now even that I continue to learn is shifting the comparison mindset to the like strengths based mindset. Can you tell that I didn't turn these things before (laughs) making it up as I go? I think this is so important. So I'll explain that a little bit because I don't know if my names really made sense. Of course, we all compare. That is what our brain is meant to do. It's comparing different things, seeing what's different, seeing what's the same. But when I believed that being single was losing and being in a relationship meant winning, I would compare myself. I mean, I, I would compare myself and say, oh, I wish I was in that situation. This was mostly internal because I was quite proud and didn't want to share these things out loud, but there'd be a lot of comparison and in a way of me thinking I was worse off and thinking that my friends who were in relationships thought they were better off than me, to be honest. I remember thinking that. And now and in the past few years, I've completely changed that to understanding that every position and every perspective has its benefits. And the fact 
that we are in different stages with different relationships is like awesome. I think it's so beautiful that right now, for example, I'm in this relationship and I get to share with my friends all of the lessons that I learned throughout being single. For those friends who had been in relationships for a long time and just broke up or for them to teach me now they're single or I still in relationships to teach me about what it's like to be in a relationship and the things that happen and share the difficulties. And it's just so nice that we're all in different phases so that we can all not just echo chamber or even cause comparisons of like go through this kind of dynamic of pretending all our relationships are perfect. It's like I think being in different phases allows us to be very vulnerable about where we are and to share the difficulties and to be there to support each other. So I think that's like such a beautiful strength is to be in a different phase than your friends so you can all support each other and and share with each other the the difficulties and the good things and shout out I know it's hard when all of your friends are in a relationship and you're single because it can feel like oh my god they're all having so much fun or they're they're all so busy they don't want to go out and have fun with me anymore and all of these things and so I definitely appreciate how that can be difficult but that just might mean it's a really good opportunity to meet new friends to find some single friends to go out with and also to chat with your friends about their single phases and to chat with them about what they're learning and struggling with in their relationship because that also helps kind of take relationships off their pedestal right because they're not just fine and dandy all the time there's a lot of self-work and difficulties in relationships that come up as well so I don't know that was something that that really really helped me out now I just want to spend some time talking about the beauties of being single and what I learned, how I grew in that phase. First of all, there was the big realization of like this internalized dialogue and story and sort of shame I carried around being single and being able to confront that. I think that was a huge thing. I already spoke about how that also reverberated into my future relationships and like all my dating experience and how much that impacted that. I think it's kind of the same thing as like when you're walking into a party and you are desperate to find somebody to talk to, to hook up with that will validate you in that moment. That comes off, you know, like you can feel that energy. And when you sort of shift that to being really happy by yourself with your friends to maybe wanting a connection, but not from a validation perspective, it really does change the way that the night feels or the event feels overall, but also the way that other people perceive you and and the people that you kind of allow into your energetic field and, and the people you attract. So that was a big part. I think that it's also like possibly the biggest opportunity to discuss discover yourself and to explore all parts of you. I think for me, a big moment where I was able to do all this work for the relationships stuff, but also for all other stuff was during the pandemic, like was in the silence. That's when I really got confronted with everything. But this is something that you can still create now. It's something that you can create by allowing for more silence, by appreciating the alone time and by taking some time to explore yourself, your needs, your desires, your goals, like all of these parts that are so exciting to look at and and all the things that hold you back from meeting those things, which are all those internalized beliefs, all those limiting beliefs and challenging them, starting to question them and push past them. I think that was like a huge learning. I also developed my routines and my self-care that now is like 
so critical to my life. Being single, having more time alone allowed me to have the time to think about all of these things, to not cover up with social interactions because that's something that I can very easily do and very much did throughout my whole life would be to distract myself from big feelings, which I'm a big feeler, (laughs) with socializing with parties, with friends, with boys, all these things. And I think removing that, not taking it away fully because distractions and fun is amazing. Keep having it. That brings me to my next point, but I'll, uh, I'll go back. But to have some of that silence and and get clear with those things and develop the routines and things that make you feel good. I found so many passions. I learned so much like going on the long walks that taught me so much listening to podcasts, uh, being in nature, reading lots of books, taking courses, literally all the stuff that made me develop this podcast. Like all of the things that that brought me to the point where I rediscovered creativity for myself, started doing art, started doing projects, started writing, started coming up with an idea to do this. All came from the time and energy that I put into getting rid of my limiting beliefs and being single, having that space. And this is something that even if you are in a relationship, you can take a page out of because I think that it's easy to distract yourself and easy to to fill up your schedule with seeing that person. But I I found it so important to also remember that I need time by myself. I need to do all of these things, all of these routines and all of these like self-care activities that I developed when I was single. I need time to still do them now. And so if I didn't have that phase, if I didn't have the realization that this phase was a gift and given myself all the time and energy to develop these things that make me feel so good, then I probably would be more dysregulated all the time in my relationship and in my work and wouldn't be able to handle the stresses that come from it. And so I think that taking that time and appreciating, okay, like what do I need is so huge. And you have a bit more time to do that when you're single, but relationship people also take the time to do it. It's so important. Also, just because you are not in a romantic relationship doesn't mean you don't have other relationships that are equally as important, equally as beautiful, and that you can cultivate, work on, improve, and find more closeness with. I think this is like a perfect opportunity to hang out with your friends more, to really get to know them deeply, to use each other as support systems, and to practice vulnerability and sharing, and all these aspects that are later transferable. Also, just make you feel like you have these people who have your back. This is also really important for family relationships. Like we all could work on our family relationships. We all could work on ourselves, how our family relationships have impacted us, but also just even in healing some of those relationships that maybe you didn't have the time to do in another phase. So this is also an opportunity to work and cultivate those friendships and relationships. And if you're listening and thinking, well, I don't have those relationships, then this is the perfect opportunity to go get them. Go back to the friendship episodes that I've let out, listen to those and join clubs, do things that you're interested in and surround yourself with people who are interested in those same things and work on putting yourself out there to develop those friendships. This is the perfect opportunity for that. The other part related to what I was saying before is having time to have fun. Go have fun. Go enjoy. Don't see dating as a road to the end goal all the time. You know, like you can want a partner, you can want 
want a relationship and that's fine to set that intention. But at the same time, like see the beauty in bad dates. And for me, honestly, like all of these guys I dated, all of these experiences I had are like the best stories. Like, holy moly, I love looking back and thinking about all the things that I've done, all the experiences that I've had. Time for adventure. Like in my single years, I have done so many different things. So many, so many things. And I have not stopped that since I've been in a relationship, which I think is like because I had so much time practicing while I was single that this was important to me. I prioritized it for myself and now I shifted that in the relationship and I will never stop being adventurous. I will never stop going and doing things because I know that these are the things that make me feel good. It is a level of worth that I developed in the past several years of being single that I never had before. And it has made me look at relationships, look at my life from such a worth perspective rather than a lack perspective, which is so beautiful. And it makes me advocate for myself when I need time by myself, when I need to prioritize my self-care, when I want to go on adventures, when I have specific needs that my partner isn't meeting or that my friends aren't meeting. Like I have practiced and understood what it feels like to feel good within myself by myself that now I know how to advocate for that and I know when things aren't feeling good for me. Again, none of this is easy. (laughs) I know it sounds inspirational and easy as I'm saying it and it is definitely not a closed chapter. Like I have not figured it all out and understand it and I definitely still struggle with worth things and with these beliefs that still sometimes creep back in in moments. But I wanted to share that there is so much beauty and growth that comes from all this, that comes from being single, that should be talked about more. So I'm using my platform to do it. And I guess with that is just, I think being single can be looked at as like a limbo phase, a moment between one relationship to the next. And I want to urge you all to not rush through this phase. This is something that I'm just speaking directly to my past self because I wanted to rush through it. You know, I wanted it to be a moment. I used to think, oh my God, I'm so excited for when I look back at this and say, oh, thank God that's over. But I urge you not to rush through it. You know, there's the idea of like romanticizing your life. And I think that is something that I definitely started to do. And I even started to be really like nostalgic almost for my present. Um, And that really helped me like, see value in where I was at. I started thinking like, I am going to one day look back at all of these memories that I made going on these crazy first dates or these dates I really didn't want to go on or being in all these relationships that didn't work out. And I'm going to have so much compassion and love and respect for my past self. And I'm going to fucking laugh at it. And the same with like, the night spent by myself, the long walks, and even the really dark moments. Like, I'm going to be nostalgic for all of it, you know? Thinking about the time that you're in right now as creating stories that you're going to look back on and you're going to look back on as lessons or as beautiful, fun moments. And I think the idea of like, when in my life will I get to focus on myself this much? This is something that I really told myself because I 
had honestly hours and days, especially when I was in between. Like I, I think if you go back to my first episode, I'm talking all about like this phase in between my university and my master's, my undergrad and my master's. And I was so lost. But I think being single and being kind of down, let me focus fully on myself. And I didn't distract myself with somebody else. I focused on what I want and what I need from my life. And that gave me so much clarity with what I want my career to look like. And now I can happily say I'm very happy where I am. And the same with like the podcast. And I don't know if I would have developed all this if I had more distractions going on in my personal life. And this is not to hate on relationships. So we fucking love them. Uh, boyfriend, if you're listening, I love you. But I think that it's so important to to remember that and to think about if even like a part of for me was like I want to have kids and one day I'm going to be running around the house with all these kids and I won't have so much time to focus on myself and when you're single and you're an adult you honestly only have to focus on yourself and I urge anyone in a relationship to still focus on themselves and prioritize themselves but it is really nice to take some time and just appreciate that you can just focus on yourself on on being the person that you want to be on working on all of these scars and difficult things about yourself and you get to do that right now so wow I literally just feel like I had a TED talk I fully blacked out I don't remember anything that I just said but I will say that I want everyone who's single to appreciate their single phase I want anyone who's in a relationship to appreciate the phase that they're at and to maybe take some of these things that I said and make time for them or keep them in mind if you're in a single phase later on. I am sending you so much love. I know it can be hard. I know it can be lonely. I know comparisons happen, but you are amazing. The right person will find you and working on yourself will only get you closer to finding the type of person that actually aligns with you and it will only give you the worth to know that you're you're important enough to advocate for when bad situations come up so enjoy that single phase go have fun go chat it up with somebody at a bar and make some memories (laughs) i love you all so much i cannot believe i just chatted for that long and please reach out if this stood out to you if you want to debrief about it and yeah i love you all so much bye